Welcome to Down the Road Show. Thanks for stopping in. I'm very excited to announce that we are now an audio podcast as well. So hopefully you're finding us on the audio format in different podcasts out there, as well as watching the video, whatever you prefer. Uh, so we got some more entertainment for you during this coronavirus lockdown. Uh, I'm very excited to bring in uh, an old friend. He's a comedian. Uh, unfortunately, his stand-up is now sitting down from home. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm, I'm good, man. Just, uh, you know, don't know what day it is. I think it's, what, Muntu's, Wins, Friday, Thursday, something like that. I have no idea. Uh, they're all blending into one. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, welcome to my life. You know I'm disabled. So, like, I've been, this is, I've been quarantined pretty much for damn near years. It is anyway, so... I, I don't know how you do it, man. You literally could have just told me today was Friday and I'd be like, yeah, sure, sure is. <laughs> yeah, and it's easy to lose track. And for those of you who, it's actually a Monday, for those of you, but you'll probably be, for those of, who knows what day of the week people will actually be watching this. But we're recording on a Monday. <laughs> there we go, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, so this thing is like, not only do you do stand-up, like your job was traveling around the country like how much yeah, is man. your life is just flipped upside down now it's so crazy like i i can't travel i can't go to visit clients because all like half of the main clients are shut down so i don't do any of that all of my trainings they're all like this so they're either like video webinars or powerpoint webinars i basically do everything from home which is just for someone like me who travels 75 percent of the time it is brutal to just sit in front of a computer uh, and and work like I don't know how I ever did it before. It's <laughs> right, yeah, and that's got to be you know messing with your mental health. I know personally, me uh, uh, to help with my mental health, a little CBD in my coffee, thanks to Everyday Natural Products. Go to enpstore.com for more information. Try them out yourself and see how they can help with your everyday pain management and your mental health. Like I know it's helping me out. A great deal. So what are you doing for your mental health now that your entire world has changed? Oh and God, you, like me, you're a busybody. So this has got to be I driving know, you crazy. I know. It's I dude, it's been it's been so tough. I was, you know, I was doing home workouts um the first like week and a half. Uh so really I got weights and stuff. So I've been trying dude, yeah, to Yeah, you're like uh, I said before like I said before the show started, your tits look great. <laughs> it's the shirt. It's the shirt. Because I haven't worked out in a week. So they're not they don't look as good. The, I, the shirt was chosen on purpose. I know how it makes me look. Uh, but <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's appropriate you wore your Vader shirt because I'm wearing my Dark Knight Studios nice. horse shirt that Bat made for the parody <laughs> on Chronicles of Comic-Con we did of the coffee commercial with Darth Vader. So nice. we didn't nice. plan this, people. This just kind of worked out this way. <laughs> uh, but yes, dude, so sometime, sometime last week, uh, I think maybe on the weekend or something like that, I, I pulled something in my back. And it's just, been, it was getting better. And then the last like two days, like I barely slept last night. Cause I just, every time I moved, like, and I had my girlfriend, like, you can feel it. There's just this massive, just not like right beneath my shoulder blade. And it just, it kills me. And so it kills all kinds of workouts. Like it's, I can barely walk most of the time right now with it. So I can't even walk around the block, which is what I was doing before. Uh, so now I'm just eating and getting fat. That's what I'm doing for my mental health. <laughs> which... Look, hey, I'm a foodie, and, and I go there, too. Although I do have a quick suggestion for your back pain. Uh, <laughs> I, saw, I saw that. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, but no, I got, look, I got six pinch nerves in my lower back and eight pinch nerves in my neck. And, like, 
some days that's the only damn thing that even gets me out of bed. So yes, yeah. I, I there's a reason. I literally went to Everyday Natural Products and begged them to be a sponsor because because you know I've gone to a bunch of different CBD conventions because you know me, I love I love con life and there's more yeah. to, there's more cons out there than just comic cons. And yeah. and I've been a, I've been you know talking about how great CBD products are for health and especially for pain management. And sure. this is just one of the best products I've actually tried. And I've tried okay. hundreds of products at these different conventions. So yeah, I you know what? It's one of those things where I've I've been thinking about it a lot of trying to you know use either CBD oils or edibles or or stuff like that just to get some kind of because sometimes as busy as I am, like being in a different hotel room all the time, like it could actually be kind of tough to like go to sleep. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing stuff like that, which uh, look, it's way better than alcohol. And that's usually my go-to sometimes. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it definitely, it's, it's changed my life after finding CBD for sure. Uh, yeah. but yeah. And so, I mean, what else are you doing to keep yourself entertained and, uh, not bored at home, especially like now that you're not practicing, how are you? How are you preparing new jokes for your stand-up since you're not in front of crowds, man? Dude, it's been tough. I, you know, one of the things I've been doing a lot, uh, and I'm sure you've seen them, but uh, I've ramped up just my posting in general. Um, I think a lot of people already complained I post too much, uh, but now I'm posting way too much. Uh <laughs> There's my message to them. I've been accused of posting too much too. Oh, dude, I'll have like I'll have like eight memes before 9 a.m. now. Uh, it's just <laughs> it's uh, you know, memes honestly, and morning coughing. That's like dude, that's how it, that's how we all start our day now. I, it's one of those things where because I'm stuck at home and because I don't get to travel and kind of create these new stories, like I whatever's going on in the world, it allows me to just get it all out and use as many different meme formats as I can. Um, I know Mike and I just did a quarantine video um, that we just recently put up, uh, so we're doing stuff like that. Um, I'm gonna start a new Batman puppet series in in April. Um, so oh, yeah. fun! So, That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, so it's well, talk be... about you and Mike's podcast real quick. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's the Jack of All Nerds. Um, you can find us at jackofallnerdsshow.com. Um, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, please like and subscribe. Uh, we have tons of content on the show. So even though like we're not doing our regular Sunday podcast. We usually go live every Sunday from 7 to 8.30. Obviously, we're not doing that since we can't really go to the studio. Um, but uh, we're, we've got tons of stuff. There's movie reviews. There's history shows. There's uh, just all kinds of stuff on there. Um, so definitely you guys, check out. You guys have years of content. content. You yeah. guys have years of content on there. So. Yeah. So if you're, if you're bored and you're, you feel like you've watched everything on Netflix and everything on YouTube, if you haven't gone to Jack of All Nerds, I, I have at least, well, let's say maybe if you're if you're not doing anything, we've got at least a month of stuff that you could blaze through uh, and just sit there and do it. But yeah, we have years worth. I mean, we've been active for what five or six years now. So yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff on there for you guys. So and we're gonna keep trying to push stuff out. I mean, Mike and I, you know, we're we're gonna try our social distancing, but. You know, worst case scenario, we'll do our Cineblokes reviews from here like this if we need to. So Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I was already reformatting because of my own health not being able to go to conventions anymore to do this yeah. at home. So then I was like, when the pandemic hit and everybody's just like, oh, crap, we're going to have to be stuck at home. Me, I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm going to get better celebrity interviews than I've been getting before in the past. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, what are they going to tell you? They, they don't have time? Well, of course you do. Yeah, well, fuck me. Guess what? Now every celebrity started their own podcast last week. Like, <laughs> and all of them are doing videos suddenly. 
<laughs> like Down the Road Show was one of only like 11 podcasts doing video 10 years ago on yeah. Down the Road Show YouTube, right? Where yeah. people are watching this and people are also watching this on Chronicles of Comic-Con. So after you're done watching, going through my years of videos to entertain you, jump on over to Jack of all nerds, because they got a ton of content for you there too. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I, watching watching some of these comedians try to like do stuff online and try to like do stand up online is I, look more power to you. Whatever content you can get out of there, however you can get your creativity out of there, I you know me personally, I'm I'm not a person that can do that. Like I I've done I've done a live stream once. Uh, where I did stand up on a live stream for uh, Hyper RPG one time. Um, and the only reason it worked is because they had like a live audience already there. So you couldn't necessarily hear them on the live stream, but I could hear them. So I could base the timing off of their reactions. And that's like, that's 95% of stand up uh, is, is the timing of trying to gauge how long you should wait in between jokes and when to deliver punchlines and all of that. So, like, when that's gone, it, that's really, really hard to do well. Um, so yeah, I I don't think I would ever do. I'm trying to just like I said the, with the Batman puppet and the Jack of all nerds and you know ramping up the memes and and stuff like that. Like that to me is just better internet content for people than trying to do stand up for no one. <laughs> right now's the time to create as a creative. Oh yeah, no for sure. And it's it's time to like if you had that weird idea you never thought you had time to do like. I've wanted to use the puppets for everything. And it's just, it's hard sometimes because it's, you know, you really got to you know, hold your arm up and make sure, but I've, I've got nothing but time on my hands. So I can make a video every day and I still won't have enough. So there have been so many times, dude, I'm telling you, there have been so many times we'll get my girlfriend and I, we'll get up, we'll work, we'll have coffee, we'll knock out all our emails and then we'll look and be like, are you kidding me? It is only 10 in the morning. Like, there is too much day left. <laughs> welcome to my life once again we're, we're seriously we're just it's like 10 a.m and we're like well what the hell else are we gonna do for the rest of the day uh, yeah you can only take so many naps uh it's true it's true i've never in my life thought my cat and i would be on the same sleeping schedule never i never <laughs> thought that would happen i <laughs> i would just walk in and judge her and be like you lazy bitch and now i'm like no i get it i get it now i totally get it <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. But yeah, exactly. You know what? And to echo what you're saying, you're totally right, because uh, it's been interesting watching the different, uh, I don't know, celebrities and entertainers out there doing different things. You know, you got, yeah. you got Picard reading. Uh, yeah. you got, uh, I, I've been sharing stuff from uh, Ian also reading poems. Uh, yeah. You know, it, there's different, those kinds of things are definitely working. Some of the musicians are doing some really cool live streaming things with musician yeah. friends that are working really cool. But you're right about the stand up because like, especially like, I, I love me some Trevor Noah and, and the Daily Show without an audience, it just doesn't feel the same. And Dude, the I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Last Week Tonight. Yeah, and same. And that's the same. Doing it without it, it is so weird. Like, I still enjoy it, but it is weird. Awkward. It is just so weird. <laughs> so awkward and weird as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, sure. and so that's, so, and so you're right. So the stand-ups out there doing it, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah, well, one of the things I've always tried to do, especially, like, again, you know, not to keep plugging it, but with stuff like the Jack of all nerds, um, you know, I've, I've That's made... That's why you're here to plug your stuff, anyway. <laughs> 
I always feel so shameless when I do it. I know that's what I'm supposed to do, but I still feel shameless doing it. Uh, but like for me, one of the things that I did pretty early on is I never wanted to be somebody who only had all my eggs in the stand-up basket so that when something like this goes out, I have nothing. I have no creative outlet because I can't get on the stage. And to be fair, I haven't really been doing a lot of stand-up because I've been doing so many of these other things. So for me, when the stages go, nothing really changes for me. Like, I'm still going to put out content. I'm still going right. to make the sketch I never had time to do. I'm going to keep working with the Jack of all nerds, do stuff like this. Like, so there's a lot of guys out there that kind of just put it all in the stand-up and they have nothing. Like, they don't have a pod. They're learning how to do a podcast right now, uh, which that's, no, you should have been doing that all along, dude. <laughs> Once again, everybody's starting a damn podcast right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I'm not bitter about it at all. Yeah, no, not at all. No, it doesn't doesn't show at all. <laughs> um, oh God, I totally forgot my next question. <laughs> that, that's how bitter I am. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. Take your time. Take your time. So, uh, uh, other podcasts that you're listening to and watching that you shouldn't be watching. Uh, who else? <laughs> Uh, I mean, look, I, I, like I said, I'm a big oh, no. fan of last week tonight. It's, yeah. No, but um, what, uh, what, what are you watching as a nerd right now? Because, like, you know, Netflix, oh, is just, there's just so much content out there. Like, uh, like I'm powering through. It's funny. People are like, hey, su suggesting things to me. It's just like, man, I watched that six months ago. <laughs> um so i i power i've been going through uh the clone wars which i'm a huge fan of um i i've been so excited for the new series to finally come out or the new season to finally come out so um, i wish disney plus would get over their weekly release especially right now i drop wish it all just drop it all man we're, we're gonna watch it you don't need to space it out like we're there, we're ready, we're not going anywhere, so just drop it, and then we can just binge it like everybody else. Um, so I've, I've been going through that as a nerd. Um, and most of us are gonna pay, we're gonna pay the monthly Disney fee no matter yeah. what anyway. Yeah, you can, I'm not gonna cancel my subscription. Like, you can keep charging me, it's fine. It's no big deal. Um, so yeah, I've been really into that. Um, Castlevania was fantastic. Oh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a halfway through the new season right now, yeah. Oh, dude, it's so good. Uh, that season is so, it's so funny. I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler, but I'm not going to give you any context, okay? Go for so, it. So, uh, my girlfriend has never watched it, right? And she knows I'm not an anime fan. Like, it's just one of those things I'm just not really into. But Castlevania is very anime style. Like, it really is. So, I love it. I love, I love this in particular. And right. so, we sit down, and, and she's just kind of coming in really towards the end of the series, and she's like, what are you watching? I thought you weren't into anime. And I was like, oh, no, it's Castlevania. It's really great. And she's like, is this anime porn? And I was like, no, she was making a joke. She was making a joke. And I was like, no, in three, this is three seasons, and there hasn't been any weird kinky sex. And I'm telling you, as soon as I said that, there is a montage of a good five minutes of going back and forth between two <laughs> people having sex. And she was like, you, you're a liar. Now I know what you're into. I was like, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Because but it's, great, it's funny you say that because I keep, I keep expecting something weird like that to pop oh, up in Castlevania. Don't, yeah, don't worry. Okay. I, I won't tell you the context, but you will know when it happens. You will absolutely know. Um, so yeah, that's been really great. Um, some stand-ups that honestly on Netflix are really good. Oh yeah. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson is fantastic. Um, she, I knew her when she first started. 
and she's she's one of those stand-ups, dude. Like, I remember when she was on the open mic scene because she started, I want to say she maybe started three years after me. Uh, but she's one of those people where, like, the minute you saw her on stage, you're like, God damn it, you're going to be famous. Like, she's just, she was just instantly brilliant. Her stand-up's uh, really funny. I, I watched that one. Her stand super yeah. funny. Yeah, I've watched it twice now, actually. And it's not just because she's a friend. Like, it's, it's a good stand-up. Uh, that one, Tom Segura, is really great. Um, that's a really good stand-up if you're, if you're into vulgarity uh, and jokes about your mom. Um, he, he, his, I just watched his yesterday. It was, I was laugh, laughing the whole way. But, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I have a sick, so. messed up sense of humor. So. <laughs> uh, and then there's the show I'm really most excited to come back is uh, Money Heist. Um, have you ever watched that show? I have not Dude, yet. Oh, it is, it's, a, it's basically like a Spanish Ocean's Eleven on fucking steroids. Like, it is just out of this world bonkers. It's so good. Okay, wait, is it, is it uh, dubbed over or is it subtitles? Subtitled. Okay, well, see, because here's my issue. I hate dubbed over because for some reason, American voiceover actors are so fucking lazy in their performances whenever they're voicing over something from other languages. I don't get it whatsoever. I, dude, I'm, I'm in complete agreement. Yeah. So I I'm, would, I'm, I'm I, would rather, I would rather read subtitles and hear yep. it in its natural language the way it was yep. performed originally. And this, one, this one in particular, because it's, it's Spanish, like actual Spanish from Spain. It's a Spanish show. Um, and there's... There's I understand the difference between Spanish, <laughs> Mexico, <laughs> so Spanish, like, oh, Colombia, <laughs> Spanish, Brazil, and Spain. Yes. <laughs> Portugal. So not only is it... Uh, I'm not that white of a white guy. <laughs> uh, so not only is it... Um, very, like They keep the heart of that fancy language style of, of original Spanish, and it's written and performed intentionally. So these people, they'll say stuff, and even if you understand Spanish, they'll be like... Nobody talks like that, but they're doing it on purpose. Like there's a there's a specific reason as to why they're doing it. So to me, I feel so it's like stylistic if that, you know the language. Yeah. And all of that would get lost if you were not watching it. If you were watching it dubbed over, you would not get those nuances of, of why they're speaking that way. Because in that language, it it fits and it, it works with what they have. So they've already done three seasons. You can binge all three seasons, and I promise you, you will want to. Uh, and then April 10th, uh, the new season will come out. Um, so they're, they're clearly bumped it up because there's no way they were trying to launch that in April because okay. I think the last time, I think it was almost a year. So, yeah. So speaking of binge in three seasons, because, like, now I'm pissed that I'm done with it, and who knows, who knows when we're going to get a fourth season. In fact, I had to yell at Norm Ratman uh, yesterday for putting something on his Facebook page saying, saying, oh, no, you know, because of this coronavirus and Hollywood and production being shut down, he was like, yeah. oh no, is it going to be two years before we get Ozark season four? And I was like, you better delete this post. How dare you put that out into the universe? Because Ozark is mind-blowing amazing. And that's the worst, though. That's the Honestly, that is one of the worst parts about being a nerd and being somebody who loves TV and loves television <laughs> and loves movies is everything that you enjoy is now going to be put on hold indefinitely. So you like Ozarks is a great example where you were like, Oh my God, I've waited so long for season three. This is going to be great. And now you're like, well, when the fuck am I ever going to get season four now? <laughs> Cause we know they ain't filming right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough, man. That's one of the, that's one of the drawbacks of, being able to binge so much and watch so much television where now it's like, God, I really enjoy the show. And who knows 
when they're going to be able to start production again. Yeah, uh, well, it's like, too, like, well, right now, I'm just hoping that they finish production on the next season of The Expanse, because I've just recently caught up on all four yeah. seasons of that, or five seasons, <laughs> whatever, whatever there is. And, and it's just like, I need another 20 seasons of that show. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been purposefully putting off shows that I know I want to watch on Netflix because I'm so terrified I'm going to fall in love with them and then I'm not I'm never going to know how it ends ever. It's just going to be this open season of shit. So you're just refusing to get in the relationship to avoid the breakup. Right, that's it. That's what it is, man. I don't want I've been burned before, you know what I mean? I don't want my heart to be broken. I just want to work on me for a while, you know? That, that makes sense. This is, this is like this is like Chuck all over again for me. Yes. But, but fighting for a, a new season every damn season for those shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh yeah. I um. So as far as uh, movie, I actually I we got bored and we we watched Bloodshot uh, recently. Oh, okay. How was that? So here's the thing. Bloodshot is every single action superhero origin movie you've ever seen like every single trope every single cliche all of them are in there like it, you you already know exactly how this movie's gonna go you know every single character you know everybody's motivation uh it, it's it's literally just my girlfriend was sitting there and she's like well that's robocop well i've seen this before oh i know what that is like just calling out other movies that this thing is like and honestly it's still pretty fun well not to the creator not to the creators of the comic book I that was, I, in the original reading when they first came out with it, because I remember when they came out with it, I, yeah. it, it reminded me of a hodgepodge and an homage to just all things. Yeah. Action. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's definitely some things I think it, filmmaking wise, they probably could have done to make it a little bit more original. Um, because some of those concepts, like I, not, I know everybody kind of already knows, but like the idea of him you know, being controlled by this company and then basically sending him out on hits. Um, they don't really do a good job in demonstrating how much they do that. Um, and they kind of just give it to you all in, you know, exploitative of just expository dialogue rather than just showing him constantly waking up with this new dream and giving a little bit of that mystery. So you're like, why is he just constantly going after these people? And then you find, they don't do that. Everything is exposition. So instead of making it visual like they could, it's just quick passing dialogue. It is. Like, you see him, you basically see him do it once, and then immediately after that, they're like, here's what's happening. And you're like, what? Don't, I, I can figure it out. You don't need to explain it to me. I can figure out that this is not real. Uh, so they do that a lot. Um, and some of that is just they're trying to cram so much of this character and this world into one single 90-minute action movie, which is always a difficult thing when you're not building a universe type thing. Um, so it definitely falls short there, but honestly, it really is fun. I, you're going to know exactly what to expect, but I, I'd, I'd watch it again. I own it now, so <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> well, uh, in that case, then, I also have a suggestion for you for a rental. Uh, I, I'm assuming you loved joker i just recently watched it okay and uh it was it was mind-blowing for me uh, as far as like a real look at our society how how social services work how our healthcare system works how sure. we treat people with mental health how we how i've always looked down on people who are seeking yeah. mental health help uh in this country and um 
it reminded me of another movie I recently watched, which I think you and your girlfriend should rent. It's called Vulgar. Oh, okay. Vulgar is by Brian Johnson from Comic Book Man. Okay. He's the director, and the star is Brian O'Halloran from Clerks. And the only reason I know about this movie, because in an upcoming podcast that I haven't put out yet, I was uh, interviewing cast members from Clerks, and, yeah. this, and this movie came up, and, and, uh, and Steve, uh, uh, Scott, not Steve, sorry, Scott, Scott Schaffo, uh, told me about it, because he's also in it, and okay. I was like, okay, I gotta find this, and it's available on Amazon Prime to rent. And oh, shit, okay. It's like, it's basically Joker made on a ch cheap budget fucking like 15 years ago. Okay. And the story and the plot and everything and the intensity of it is just like the performance by Brian is, whoo, whoo. It's, it, right. it's going to leave you feeling stuff. I'm in. I'm all in. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So Vulgar, uh, go go rent Vulgar. So okay, if you're, you're a fan I, of Joker, rent Vulgar. It's on Amazon Prime right now. I, I know it I've is actually perfect. seen it as, I, as I've been scrolling. And I, I have, I've flagged it as like a, I could watch that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah I'll, I'll check it out for sure now. It yeah, is, it is, it's absolutely not what you're expect, you expect it to be. And okay. it's, totally wor it's totally worth watching. But yeah, cool. so there's, there's my suggestion to you and everybody out there on the internet. I love it. Now, did you watch Harley Quinn? Because I know that's available now too. Uh, no, it's on my list. Uh, it's it's on my short list of, of things to get to. Look, I love me some Harley Quinn, but yeah. I didn't. I have not been a fan of the last several DC movies and what they've done. Like other than you yeah, know yeah, me, you're, like you're look, preaching to the choir, bro. <laughs> yeah, Superman is my man, and so like I can I can watch him backhand Batfleck into the cop car a million times in a row and be good and not watch the, any of the other movies. Like you don't really need to, yeah. Uh, I, I will say this, uh, these, and I don't know why they're so adamant about, so the Joker is so standalone and it's so by itself and it, it's telling something very unique that that's the reason the DC dark style works because it's different, right? It's not, their, their desperate attempt to make everything gritty to me honestly doesn't work as well as they think it does because the one of the most successful attempts that they've had for me is Shazam. And Shazam is oh man, so good, so cheesy. It's so cheesy, so and good in all the so right good. ways, though. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's great. And Harley Quinn is another example of them being cheesy, tongue in cheek. Very, they're not taking themselves seriously at all. They're not trying to make some big statement. They're not trying to make everything great. And don't get me wrong, it's violent and it's beautiful. But uh, it, it is very like. It's the DC version of Deadpool, kind of, in the way that Margot Robbie goes through it. And it is fun and lighthearted and just, it's great. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I would actually really recommend people to watch it. And don't listen to anybody that tells you it's a flop. That's bullshit. <laughs> well, quite frankly, you know, I, I was going to watch it eventually, but that's the best review I've heard from it so far yeah. from you right now. It, it's a blast, man. I had a great time. I really did. I had a great time. And I wish, I hope DC continues to do movies like this. And the thing too, and this is the last thing I'll say about, but the thing about Shazam and the thing about Harley Quinn is they're not 
Marvel funny. Like, they're funny in their own right. They're not a carbon copy of Marvel. And I think that's always been their fear. They're always afraid, like, oh, well, we can't just make a bunch of superheroes quipping because Marvel has the staple on that, which right. they do, and that works for them. But you can still make a lighthearted, fun superhero movie without everybody quipping. It's possible, and I know it's possible, because Shazam was that, and Harley Quinn was that. So you guys have the talent. You have the ability to make good, fun movies. You don't have to make everything super dark and gritty simply for the sake of doing it. That's always been my issue is like with things like Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, even a little bit of Justice League, where it's just like, I don't need this to be depressing. I, I just don't. You can, you can make it a little bit more adult without just making it sad for no reason. Like, well, it, 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 trying to recapture Heath Ledger's Dark Knight and that experience, it, you're never going to recapture that. You're, you're just not. You're just not. It was it was a lightning in a bottle experience. Like, and I'll I'll be honest. And I I might you might have to cancel your show now because I'm going to say something that most people won't like. I got a um, mute button right here. <laughs> here, I actually think that the Dark Knight isn't that good of a movie, but Heath Ledger is Where's so that fucking good. Mute button? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Uh, but Heath Ledger is so good. That it all, it doesn't even matter. He is, every single time he is on screen, it is electrifying. And it's so good that the minute he leaves, you're just like, bring him back. Give him more screen time. I don't care about what's going on with all of this. Just keep bringing that guy back because it's so good. That the, the, those movies had nothing to do with Christian Bale for its success. Yeah, quite frankly. that's true. I, I agree. I so, agree. Yeah, you're 100% yeah. you're, you're right. And it's just... It's just like watching A Knight's Tale. Like, that's such a cheesy, goofy movie, but you can't yeah. help but watch it every time it's on TV. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And a lot of that is because Heath Ledger's so enigmatic and just magnetic, like, on camera on anything I've ever seen him in. Yeah, uh, from the minute he shows up in that movie, you're just like, what? I've never seen anything like this, and I need more of it. Like, it's so, he is so good. He's so good. He's the, he's the best part of that movie for me, for sure. For well, sure. Well, speaking of movies, now this throws off our entire movie schedule season for the rest of the year, uh, yeah. which I find interesting that, like, Sony and some of them are, like, doing a digital release immediately now uh, for everybody yeah. at home, which I think is cool. What do you think about that? Um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's really smart. Uh, for certain movies to do that, um, especially for so uh, Bloodshot is a great example. I think Bloodshot was probably not going to do as well as they would have hoped in the box office. Uh, I maybe because I don't think their marketing was that great, um, and I think a lot of people. It's such an obscure character. Like the only reason I know a ton about Bloodshot is because we did a Sony-sponsored interview on our show, uh, and I had to do a ton of research to learn about this character so then when i saw it like i was super influenced and i, I kind of already knew but it's a it's a pretty obscure character so that's always going to have an uphill battle so i think they were really smart to say you know what let's just give this the light of day and put it in everybody's home because realistically more people are home and it's going to cost them less to just own the movie than it is to go out and see the movie so while yeah sure you're not going to make as much you're gonna make a. You're probably gonna end up making your money back, even with that movie being gone. Um, and so I think these big movies like your Black Widow, Mulan, uh, Wonder Woman, all of these ones, I, it's tough, man. I, I feel like they should just do it. 
Okay, so now you've brought up two of my points on why this worries me. One, now are they going to say, oh, Black Widow and these female lead movies, we told you they weren't going to be successful. Your Me Too movement is dead. Shut the hell up. We're no longer going to make movies like this and, uh, and perpetuate that fucking bullshit lie. Okay, which, that's, that's which, one. Yes, I know they're going to do that for sure. Right. We all know they're going to do that. Yeah. Two, two, okay, here's, here's, here's my big worry, okay? The profit margins for movie theaters are very slim as it is, and I'm a huge movie theater buff. I yeah. see, I won't miss certain movies and franchises in the theater because I want to see them on the big screen, hear them in the surround sound, yeah. in a big recliner, lazy, you know, pay sure. expensive popcorn and my bottled water and all that, yeah. Yes, I love the movie experience, and no matter how big of a TV you get at home or how good of a surround sound you get at home, it's not the same as the movie experience. I'm afraid what this may end up doing to theaters nationwide and killing the going out to the theater experience because of all this digital release. Yeah, and I I completely agree, and I I think... I don't think people are giving that argument enough credit, to be honest with you. I I think people have this idea that there's way too many people out there like you and I that'll keep movie theaters afloat, but we won't. You and I can't do it. There's not enough people that actually enjoy that movie experience to where they're... And we know this because I, I love the movie experience so much. I own one of those Regal monthly cards where I pay... I pay $20 and I get to see every movie for free. And I had to cancel mine because I'm disabled and not working now. And I don't make enough money off this podcast to catch every movie I want to in the theater. So I literally have to pick and choose which movies I want to see in the theater now. But I do, I know that I'm not going to see nearly as many movies as I want to. But I love having that movie experience so much that I'm willing to pay every month just for the chance of being able to go and see these movies in the theater. Um, well, you know, we do, we do our Cineblokes, and so we, you know, we go and we do our movie reviews, but that is heightened by the movie experience. Mike and I could watch the movies at home and then come together and try to do it, but it's just not the same. It's just I, not the same. I hope you know I'm just laughing at you and Mike's shitty English accents right now. They're just, so I good. Can't... Shut up. They're so good. <laughs> They're, so, They're bad. so good. They're so They're bad. Great. They're fantastic. They're so good, and you know it. You know it. <laughs> you, know, here's, you know what's funny? This wait, is wait, 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 wait. Before, before we go into Cineblokes, because we'll spin off on that. Uh, I, I was bringing this up with a friend, and they mentioned that because of the whole social distancing thing, that maybe this might bring a rise in the comeback of drive-in theaters. Oh, yeah, that could be. That could be true. That would be dope, especially, like, upgraded, <laughs> upgraded drive-in theaters with yeah. all better digital technology and everything yeah for sure and you still get that movie experience that you're looking for and yeah i i think that could be fun i i think we can see it i think i don't like i said i don't think people realize the landscape of of how much that movie it was already struggling to where they've got to offer things like hey here's this free you know you pay 20 bucks and you can see as many as you want um and i don't think people realize not going to the movies at all for however long it's going to be is going to change film forever. Like film is never going to be the same. So That's, yeah, because, I, I well, and and, and the and the way they format film has changed over the years because of the way movie screens in mm-hmm. theaters have changed too. So yeah, and and these theaters literally have to pay these movies companies for the rights to 
play those movies. So that's yeah. why your popcorn and everything is so damn expensive, yep. people. Yep, <laughs> that is why. <laughs> so, so if all of a sudden the movie theaters are like, well, pfft, hey, yeah. we, we just, we, we're keeping all the profits and now we get a lie and hide about our profits because it's all digital. Is, it, is that gonna slow what they release in the theaters? Yeah, and I, I think it might. I, I think it might. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens, for sure. So, Cineblokes, you guys yeah. review movies. Why did you guys decide to do British accents? So, uh, both of us love it. Uh, we're both, like, if we could be British, uh, we just would. Like, we just wouldn't even... I'd never talk normal again, ever. I would just be British, <laughs> uh, which I'm totally fine with. I can absolutely do that. Not I even, feel... You know what? I, I feel that way about Australians. I consider them the uh, Californians of the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's why we did it. Like, we, we both love doing the accent. And so we were like, hey, you know what? If we're going to review movies, let's do something different. And we'll just, we'll just do it like this. And it's funny because only Americans, this is what I've learned, only Americans think the accent is bad. I have never had a single Brit, and I, my uncle is British, so I have never had a single British person say anything negative about my accent, which is why I know you guys are full of shit. That's how I know it's good. <laughs> yep. I'm not saying anything negative, I'm just saying they suck. <laughs> but, You're awful. But it's only, it's only because like, I know you guys personally, so the first time you guys ever did a video, I was just like, <laughs> what? That's always the hardest part. So it's really easy what? for people. Yeah, it's really easy. If you've never heard me speak before, it, you'll, you would never know. You would have no idea that that's not how I normally speak, ever. But if all you've ever heard is me talk like this, and then you hear me do, of course, you're going to like, you're going to pull back and be like, well, that's not what he sounds like. You know what I mean? So I, that I understand. But I'm telling you, I, I sh my uncle's a fan, and he watches all of it, and he loves it. He loves the accent. He, he thinks it's great. So uh, if you can fool British people, that's all I really care about. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, and that says something if your uncle's watching it and your family's watching it, because I know none of yeah. mine's watching this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, so, so what are you doing to, uh, as far as your social contract, what are you doing to minimize your social distancing and self-isolation as far as like uh, well, your shopping goes and everything? Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm actually, uh, we still, I go out. So one of the things I was doing, obviously, before, you know, my back kind of hurt is I was just walking. Um, so I would just walk around my block. I do it relatively early in the morning. Um, no one's really around. So that at, at least gets me outside so I can like, get some sun in my in my get life some fresh air uh, get some fresh air yeah it feels it feels really great. Um, so we we my girlfriend and I we tend to go out we'll still go like shopping a little bit. Like we'll just go to like the store to grab just one thing. Um, and we'll do that maybe once every two days or so. Um, and it's really just to get out. I know that's not really social. Like you're supposed to be quarantined. I get it. Sure. Um, I know, but we, I have to, we have to get out. We have to do something. Um, so I've avoided everything else. Everything else that's shut down. Like I, we go to, two places and we don't even go together we go separately so that we're not like standing next to each other so we, there's a target right up the street and there's a liquor store around the corner and those are like the only two places we go um and that's it we just we, and we that's everything you need everything else so yeah you're not hoarding toilet food. paper are you you're not hoarding no, toilet we're gonna, paper we're gonna, actually fun fact my liquor store actually has some 
Target doesn't. I know. I was, yeah, I was like, dude, this is a find. I was super, I'm not going to tell you where it is, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's my secret stash now. Which has been out for weeks. Which, which is funny because like Facebook used to be like gym posts and checking in here. Now people yeah. are checking in going, holy crap, I found toilet paper. Everybody come, come, come. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're, and if we can order, we'll order. Like we try to order as much as we can off of Amazon. Um, but we do like, we just, I, to us, it's just like, I need a snack. So we, we actually go out and grab a snack around for a little bit, but you know, it's one of those things where, and look, you're right, we should just be stuck at home. And I feel like we're maybe out of the house for five minutes. And that's oh, all we really need. As long as you can admit it. Oh, yeah. No, 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 for sure. But I feel like five minutes every two days isn't horrible because that's not normal. Like, that's, that's a completely life-changing thing because the rest of the time, we're just inside. So we're out for five minutes out of a 24-hour period, uh, which is which is quarantine. That's, yeah. that's, that's it's, fucking quarantine for sure. It's, it's not like you're Brentwood and you had a packed, everybody <sighs> was out of their houses and was at the farmer's market. Oh, Hundreds of people there, Brentwood. You Come on. everything that happens to you if you do shit like that. Yeah, you deserve everything that happens to you. Uh, it's, we, that was our video. That's, our video was. Uh, and for those outside to, of California, that's a very that's a money well well money to do community. So yeah. that's yeah. just stupidity. It's, yeah, it's so dumb. And that was our our whole premise of the video that we released today is essentially the government being like, stay inside, and then I just keep leaving for for stupid reasons, and the government is like, no, you don't understand. You have to stay inside. And we're like. Oh, oh, you mean stay inside? Okay, well, I'm gonna go do this, uh, and that's the whole. Because that's exactly how we've all been. We've, yeah, it's, and, oh, and, it's so uh, ridiculous. It's so stupid. My my favorite stuff going around right now, quite frankly, on the internet is just the different mayors. Not just not just in our country, but like in Italy and England and Australia. Mayors no longer big government. Now the mayors themselves are literally cursing at their citizens because they're so fed up with them it's so crazy it's it's wild man i've never in my life seen anything like this it's uh, it's the most bizarre otherworldly like dystopian future type of experience i thought like we all thought the apocalypse is going to be different uh but th but this is it this is as close as you're going to get dude uh, we have never seen anybody or governments or state now, governments like that. And now it's we're all wild, wishing man. we're all wishing Terry Crews was our president from Idiocracy. Like even that would be better. <laughs> and what's scary is it's not that far fetched right now. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, oh man! Oh. In fact, I was just watching that the other day, and he comes in with that machine gun, and he's like, "I'm the president, motherfucker." I'm telling you, man, Tiger, Tiger King season two. Joe oh. gets pardoned. He joins the White House. I'm telling you, it's coming. That's going to be how the world ends. You Joe Exotic, that's going to be it. You had Trump to bring up. In. I'm Joe Exotic. Uh, it's going to be great. Can't my wait. my goal is to be the last human on earth to watch fucking Tiger King. <laughs> I have not watched it. I'm enjoying everybody's posts about it on Facebook, but I have not watched it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't. I don't, I already got enough stuff out there to make me feel good about my life. This will definitely make you feel better. <laughs> it, dude, it is, it's such a wild experience, man. I, it is, 
there's nothing like it. I, there's just nothing like it out there. Uh, it is the most bizarre just experience of just, I didn't, I mean, I mean, look, I always knew that there were people like that. I always knew that, especially people in that area of the, of the States, I, I always knew that they existed, but to watch them play it's out Florida, in right? Time, what's up? It's Florida, yeah, right? It's, it's like Florida, Oklahoma. It, it takes place in that whole area. And I, again, I, I shit on Florida all the time. I, I love Orlando, but outside of that, I'll shit on Florida all day long. Uh, but dude, I, watching it happen in real time, that's what's crazy, is we all know it exists, but watching it, ha and the craziest thing about this show, man, is there's not a single person on this show that should not have their own individual season. Every single person, every employee, ev everybody that shows up in this show should, it should just have their own, not their own episode, their own season. There is not a single person on this show that isn't just batshit crazy. And you're like, I need more of this person as well. It is just, it's wild, man. It's, it's so fucking wild. Oh, man. I just can't. <laughs> You'll I know. Get there. I've, there. Eventually, I know I'll break you'll, down you'll and I'll watch there. it. I know you'll I will. I believe. I believe you will. When he gets pardoned and he joins the White House, you're gonna have no choice but to find out about this guy. So you're gonna have to watch Tiger King season one. Dear God. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just gonna keep watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> Oh, since everybody on there is going that bad shit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped watching when I stopped. I stopped watching The Walking Dead probably like season five or six, I think. Is, You're is one of those, I, huh? Yeah, and you know what? I, I look, I it you had nothing quitter. to do with me. I know. It had nothing to do with me not enjoying the show. I it honestly just I would miss an episode, and then I'd miss another one, and then I'd miss another one, and then by the time I was so far behind, I just never, I just never really wanted to catch up. I just kind of was like, ah, I'm fine with where they're at. I, I don't, I'm over it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And now that you're stuck at home with nothing to watch, binging those three seasons to get caught up, yeah, that sounds impossible. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. I don't have enough time. I really don't. Between re rewatching all of The Office, I just don't have time. I just don't have time for it. Oh, my goodness. Is there anything else you got on your list to rewatch? Because last year I rewatched every season of Cheers and was just like, oh, oh I forgot. Nice. I forgot how much I love that show. Dude, that show is amazing. I'm not, I'm, what's funny is I'm actually not a live audience sitcom fan. I just don't care for that format very much. Um, and so a lot of the newer shows, I, I, I don't like the Big Bang Theory. Like, uh, I just don't care for a lot of those shows. Um, uh, we can get into Big Bang Theory because I hate that show. How did uh, we show, even become friends? That show is insulting to nerds, and I hate it. Um, you know, <laughs> okay, so here's what's funny. I was in Vegas with the family, and we went to one of those uh, casting pilot testing things where you get a okay. click like, click dislike, blah, 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 leave your comments yeah. about characters and about the shows before the first pilot of Big Bang Theory ever aired. Ah, okay. And my comment about it was that it was too highbrow for – uh regular audiences and that uh it would lose people because of its nerdism interesting yeah i think i think the show, i was wrong i feel like i and i'll get back to cheers in a second but i feel like the big bang theory started at a time before nerd culture really blew up before it really became kind of a a norm 
because it, it is now like it's th these characters now that exist on the big bang theory that is not how ner nerds aren't them like those people are caricatures of what nerds used to be they don't really exist in that way I, nerd culture is so much more accepted really um, okay, really look, you don't you don't know one of each of those guys <laughs> yes i do however this show <laughs> this show is a nationally syndicated show and its whole goal is to demonstrate that all nerds across the board are these four guys and that's just not true it's just not true and it's insulting because now a lot of these people are going to think oh that's what nerds are and it's like whoa what about amy farrah fowler like she's an empowered nerd woman empowering nerd women everywhere to find their uh, sexuality I, I i just can't i can't do it I, I hate that show so much my girlfriend loves it so i've seen so many episodes of the big bang theory uh, I, I just don't, I just don't care for it, man. Uh, but, and some of that too, is I just don't like the format of, uh, multicam sitcoms. I just don't like, I, it's just not my thing for, for television. However, cheers. Whew, that is how you do multicam sitcom correctly. Cause that show, uh, cheers, Frasier. Oh my God. So good. So yep. good. Those, those, shows those shows found their format and they stuck yep. with it for, yep. And they, they're just, they're, it's so funny. It's so, uh, that show's just great. Cheers is just fantastic. So, um, yeah. Well, so and it, shows out there that I do like. And it had arguably, my, this is just my opinion, it arguably had one of the best series finales of all time. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're, they're just, they're just chit chatting, having drinks and they close the bar, yeah. turn off the lights and it's done. Like, it's beautiful. It's such a, but it's such a perfect ending to that show. They never try to be anything other than what they are, uh, which I think a lot of these shows, especially when they start to come into an end. Um, and while this isn't a, a multicam sitcom, The Office is a lot like that. The Office has a pretty shitty ending, to be honest. It actually has a pretty shitty last two seasons that aren't good. Like they're just <laughs> not good. But the cameos in that last season of just like. Who's gonna be our boss? Was just that was epic. Here's the only way I can I can sit through. The only way I can sit through season eight and nine is if I think of it as a spinoff that happens to have some of the same characters. Because if you try to look at it as if it is, this is my watching it in a rewatch. If you try to look at it as being the same show as seasons two through seven with Michael Scott, it just won't. It just won't happen. It, it is so vastly different. The characters are different. They're not. The humor isn't as punching. Uh, yeah. and, and honestly, Michael Scott should have never left the show. Like he, uh, Steve Carell just elevated that show so far beyond what it could be. And then a lot of those storylines, they try to move forward. I, I felt like, especially going in towards the end of season nine, I was just like, this is never going to end. You're supposed to be moving towards a conclusion and and you're not you're literally re re reintroducing brand new stories on the on the the show right before the season finale like what are you doing and then they get to the season finale and they're just like oh here's a nice little bow we're good and it's like no that's not that's not and, how that should work at and, all and, and you bring up a valid point and that happens a lot with really great shows when the main driving character leaves the show the show just yeah. kind of falters after that and that's something i don't know if you watch superstore at all right now but that's something I'm, I'm worried about with that show. It's hilarious. And I love 
all the characters so much, but now that America Ferrer is leaving the show, I don't know yeah, how many I, more seasons it can last after that. Quite I, and I agree. And I know that, I, and you're right. That show is a great show. Superstore is a fantastic show. Um, but yeah, she's one of those people that makes the show. Amy is such a great character on that show that if she leaves, you can't replace her like you just you know and i feel like they're gonna try to do that but it's not gonna work as well because they did that with the office michael scott left and they did a cycle of through and then yes david spader was fantastic but he's such a small dose type of care i don't need a whole season of robert california it's just too much like right, right, right. Uh, and, I, and i feel like superstore i agree i it, when she leaves i think they're gonna they're gonna struggle because she is such a driving force of that show well, and, and that's why and that's why look and that's why really good writing is also important too especially when you know it's when you know it's your last season like you know yeah. like you're talking about the office the last couple of seasons didn't really wrap things up the way we would have liked as fans uh, yeah. uh but I, I don't know and and uh speaking of robert california um uh but uh, that actor that we love so much uh, I, another oh man i'm brain farting uh Boston legal now, I don't know oh, if you ever watched yeah. Boston Legal. I did. But Boston Legal had one of the best last seasons of any show I've ever watched because the writers were pissed that they were being canceled and knew it. So they yeah. mocked the fact that they were being canceled through the entire last season in such so a good. brilliant way in their storyline yeah. that yeah. It, it was so obvious that, like, I've never seen any other TV show have a final season like that. Yeah. There, and I feel like that's, it's strangely, that's when I feel like the writers tend to be the strongest is when they feel like they're on the chopping block or they might be on the chopping block. So a great example of a show that's actually still on right now, uh, but Family Guy, Family Guy's best season, and I will fight anybody to the death on this, Family Guy's best season is season four. And the reason that season is so good is because it's the second time they got canceled. So they come back after the second, because they got canceled twice within their first three seasons. That's so right. they came back in season four and they were like, we don't give a shit. Fox can suck it. And we're just, they were like, we're going to make the best show we can possibly make because realistically, we're probably never going to survive. And it is easily the best episodes of Family Guy, uh, hands down, like from start to finish. Volume was that, four is was that the first chicken? That was the first chicken fights during yep. that season that's too. The first right? chicken fight. That's the fat guy strangler. That's the Stewie sibling rivalry. Like that. It's just so good. It's so. But it's because they literally open with the "fuck you" song to the FCC. Like that's how. That's how hardcore they were. Like we don't care, and it's brilliant. From that point on, that is that is easily one of their best seasons. So I think when. They do kind of have that that tug of war with like studios or, or stuff like that. And they're just like, okay, great. Well, we're gonna do whatever we want. And the writers really get to do their their shine and they're not constrained. That, that's when they're just, oh, that's when you can get some of the best television for sure. And for well, sure. and as creators, like a lot of us do some of our best work when our backs up against the wall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it, it forces that drive, um, which is actually why I think something like South Park is so consistent um, because they've kind of created their own wall to push their own backs against um, because they can churn out episodes so fast. Uh, but because they do that, they are literally always in crunch time. So they always have to be on this heightened level of creativity and what's new. script writing and what's new and get it out in six or seven days. Um, 
but it elevates the show and it makes the show just fan that's why it's been last that's why it's lasted for as long as it has because they're all their backs are always against the wall when they're creating yeah and simpsons started it all yeah yeah they sure did they sure that's another show that's on my list to rewatch oh my god like yeah. i want to see the future so gonna, i want to know be, what's going to happen next you're, you're going to be 80 by the time you get caught up watching every season <laughs> Oh, man. Ooh, Parks and Rec. I just, I also did all of Parks and Rec over again last, last nice. year. Nice. That's another one. I never, so I watched like the first season of Parks and Rec. Um, and then it had nothing to do with me not enjoying the show because I did. Um, you're you're not a Chris Pratt fan unless you've seen every season of Parks and Rec. That is, that is the birth of Chris Pratt. I know he was working before that. But the Chris Pratt that you know and love today, even fat or skinny, it doesn't matter. That is the Chris Pratt. Parks and Rec is Star-Lord and like 100%. Yeah, and it's funny, because you know people always share the meme of uh, 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 Gomez, the, the Adams Family couple, and being like, ooh, this is relationship goals I want. No, 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 yeah. no, mine, mine is Chris Pratt and Amy from, from uh, Parks and Rec. 100%. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. The most immature but fun relationship ever. Isn't that what <laughs> yeah. we all want, really? Yeah, for sure. So speaking of relationship advice, what relationship advice you got out there for people for having a fun, happy relationship like you got going on right now? Man, dude, just be with somebody that you don't hate. Uh, that's, that's really <laughs> damn good advice. That's, I mean, look, uh, you know. Look, that's what I, I've been doing wrong. I, I know. I know. It's crazy. Uh, you know what? It's one of those uh, we've, especially being in quarantine together since like we're, we're both now working from home. Um, I, it sounds weird, but you really just have to be with somebody that you genuinely enjoy. Like you genuinely enjoy being around them. Um, so that even when you guys are literally doing nothing, when you're both just sitting on the couch, each of you are playing different games on your phone, ignoring whatever's going on on the TV, uh, and you guys can still be okay with that, that uh, you, you have to, because if you don't have that, if you're not okay with that, something like this is going to expose a lot of things where you're like, yeah, I actually don't like this person at all. <laughs> no, and you're totally right because, like, I used to genuinely enjoy hanging out with myself. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm tired of myself. It's, that's why I have to leave. That's why I have to get out of the house. It's not her. It's me. I have to get away from myself and just get sunshine and, and talk to someone else that's not me. That's what I need to do. Right, right. Get, it, get out of your own head. I'm an introvert, so it's bizarre that i'm desiring human connection it's it's weird yeah you're an introvert extrovert though man yeah no that's true that's true i here's the thing i i've always been so i'll give you a great example for stand-up i love being in front of people doing stand-up and getting that reaction it's a drug. I, hate, I hate standing outside of a comedy show and talking to people afterwards <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what an introverted extrovert looks like that's i can do it but i hate doing it because it is like small talk and stuff it's so uncomfortable for me i just don't i would so much rather just do the show feel like everybody appreciated it and bounce and just go home like and i think that's a valuable life lesson for anyone listening to this and or watching this podcast right now actually that's very standard with all forms of entertainment, musicians, actors, artists, writers, yeah. stand-up comedians, a lot of them are introverts and very insecure. 
it's yeah oh my god yeah it's that form of entertainment that allows them to project their truest self and be right. someone that either they always wish they could be always knew they were or wanted to be or allows them to actually find their truest self instead of just always kind of hiding inside yeah that that's, that stage person becomes who they've always wanted to be yeah yeah, and it's I, I honestly never even realized that until I, I was always an extroverted person, like extremely extroverted, where I could go anywhere, didn't need to know anybody, and by the end, I would know everybody. Um, and then I, once I actually started having those creative outlets and started being on stage more, that changed because I realized, like, no, this this stage persona is is the persona. That's the... I'm actually not that kind of person. I would prefer to know five people and be fine with that. Um, and I think you do, I think you see that a lot with creatives. A lot of creatives are, uh, they're extremely introverted. That's why actors are so reclusive and weird uh, because they're all insecure introverts. They just want to lock themselves away and only come out when they have to work. Like they don't like the attention. And I know it's, people always give them shit for complaining about being famous and blah, 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 blah. But the reason they do that is because that is uncomfortable for them. Them showing up on red carpets and doing all these stupid interviews and taking all the, like, that is their worst part of everything that they do. They enjoy acting. They enjoy getting their creativity out. They enjoy people loving their work. That's the, the fame that they actually enjoy. But the way we think of famous people in that, oh, they love being in front of the camera. They don't. They, have you ever watched actors do interviews? They fucking hate it. All of them hate it. There's, they always look so uncomfortable. That's why awkward. it's prepared questions and the same yeah. questions oh, for every sets of interviews. Yeah. 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 And they have to do it all day. That's the thing. People don't realize when they have to do their promos they, from sun sundown. For weeks, they're just sitting there getting asked the same eight questions. By they hate it. They absolutely hate it. That's why, like, the favorite interviews are the ones that are like later in the in the promos because that's when they start snapping at interviewers and like they're just over it. <laughs> yeah, when the, when all of a sudden, like, their answers have nothing to do with the promo. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Get out. Kitty's jumping up on the desk. She, she. Oh yeah, no, I locked her out of the room. She she can't be trusted. Yeah, well, unfortunately, these office doors shut, but they don't lock. Ah. Yeah. So she, she's so, so now she's like, ooh, now I'm bored in here. Your podcast sucks. <laughs> judgmental kitty, you're a judgmental kitty. Come here. <laughs> say hi to the say hi to the people on YouTube. Hello. Uh, so wait, dog or cat person? Uh, you know what? I was a dog person for a really long time until I owned a cat. Now that I own a cat, uh, I feel like I like cats. Dogs take up too much time. They they need too much attention, and <laughs> I just I'm not home enough. Like I need an animal that's just like I don't give a shit if you're home or not. Just make sure I'm fed. Like that's the kind of animal that I need. Um, so and my cat's actually pretty needy. She she acts like a dog most of the time. Well, but, cats can be very needy. See, I'm both. I got I got a dog and a cat, and I've always oh, okay. loved, I've yeah. always loved both. And uh, you know, I honestly think they're guardian angels sent from heaven in yeah. the times we need. Yeah, I look. I the reason I love this cat so much because my cat is uh, she's an awful cat. I'm not even going to try to pretend like she's not. She is. She's a terrible cat. She shits all over the place. She throws up. She's whiny. She's a horrible cat. Uh, but 
But she, she's your horrible cat. But she's my horrible cat. And I'll say whatever I want about her. You can't. Uh, but she, uh, I, there was a time the re when I got her, um, I was going through a really, really difficult time in my life. I just had a lot of things going on personally. Um, I had a lot of family issues going on. I was uh, living in a place that I wasn't comfortable in. I'd gone through a breakup just recently. And so I, she, as horrible of a cat as she is, she was the best companion I could have had during that time. Like, I genuinely believe that. So I, I think you're right. I think pets really do kind of bring uh, bring that uh, that guardian angel type stuff to you. And they are. They're there when you need them most um, and when you don't. So, yeah. No, and, and it's true because, like, okay, because my sister has a dog and I have a dog. And dogs can be very empathetic in your time yeah. of need, especially, like, you know, with everything I've got going on with my health. Uh, when, uh, when it first started and I was getting extreme lockjaw and having extreme major migraines, like, yeah. uh, this was back when you remember Tiberius, my previous dog, like yeah. he had no clue I was in pain or there's anything going on with me, but Bazinga. Yeah. Named after big bang theory. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Bazinga would know and would like come up and just start sniffing my forehead yeah literally before and start calming me down literally before everything started activating it right and yeah. and so like you know that's why like service animals like they're 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 a legit thing real service yeah. animals because like yeah we have one that's not trained and she's definitely the service animal for me in this house yeah. and then now yeah. now my new dog morpheus because you know we're, we're nerds oh, to the core that's yeah. much better my new dog you know anyway uh but morpheus is much like tiberius was and he's just clueless to yeah. my issues and my pain so thank so god sorry. thank god we still have bazinga here <laughs> i'm gonna em emphasize that just because you don't like the show bazinga i know you are and now i'm never gonna live it down um can you give me uh i'm, I'm literally i'm literally gonna i'm literally gonna bombard you on facebook with fucking just, with just memes of big bang big bang just theory memes for the next month straight <laughs> uh, give me never should have told me that in, i'm gonna plug in my phone real quick because it's, oh. it's sitting on yeah yeah let me plug it in real quick or we can wrap this up i was just about to wrap this up oh, anyway yeah. oh yeah let's do that then yeah all right so to end every uh podcast i'm getting back to the original questions i started this with 10 years ago on the original podcast who's your favorite superhero Ugh, uh batman I already knew that, but why? Yeah. Yep. Uh, why? Uh, you know, I, I think he is just the he he's the antihero we we deserve. I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah, he's the antihero we deserve. Right, yeah. right, and which is why I love Superman because Superman could be the worst villain of all time, but he chooses True. to be absolutely. That's one of the reasons the he chooses to be a Boy Scout. Yeah, 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 yeah. but. Currently, my new favorite hero is Everyday Natural Products. Go to empstore.com for more. Anyway, uh, your, your good guys are only as good as your bad guys are bad. Who's your favorite villain? Man, uh, this has changed over the years, I feel like. Um, but it I, does. I, you know, it, it's hard because there are so many great villains out there. I, I think it, it really would be a toss-up between somebody like Thanos, um, especially because I think Thanos has had so many different iterations, but all of his motivations are so far beyond 
just world domination. They, they have so much more into what he's doing. And not just the Endgame version that, that we saw, the Infinity War version. Like, even his love of death and, like, being in love with death and just these, these weird, quirky things that I think just set him apart uh, from a lot of other ones. Um, so I would definitely think him and then any Joker that's just pure chaos, that doesn't have any origin, the, the Heath Ledger type of Joker where it's just, he is just chaos. And he is right. just... He wants to watch the world burn for no other reason than because he does. And, and that, and that kind of villain I absolutely love. And, and, and I think uh, that's a good point about Thanos and why I love villains like that is because they think they're on the right side. You know? Yes. Kind of like yes. And those Darth, are some of my favorite villains. Yeah, absolutely. Darth Vader thought he was saving the galaxy. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. A hundred percent. He thought he was doing the right thing uh, for what the galaxy needed to do. Yeah, for sure. Right. So nuanced characters like that. Yeah. Okay, so then, uh, so beyond fiction, who's your real life hero? Who inspires you daily? Like, you know, my, my mind's my mom. Okay, all right. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it up to two people, uh, and obviously my girlfriend, uh, because she's she's ride or die, man. I, I love that girl, and she she does. She's always inspired. She's always telling me to do whatever it is I need to do, whatever it is I want to do. So she's definitely in my corner, and I love her to death. Uh, uh, a true dad, partner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then my dad, uh, my dad is just a huge champion. And I've, I've watched him change so much over the years when he really shouldn't. Uh, he started like his journey of self reflection, way past the age where he needs to change at all. Like, he should have just been rooted and grounded in everything that he already believes. And nobody could tell him differently. Um, and I've watched him over the last 10, 15 years, literally just become a different man. And it's been amazing to watch. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I love him for that. And he's definitely somebody that inspires me. So. And, and that's awesome because not everybody's got a family that, you know, they can lean on like that for inspiration. Uh, yeah, and, and which is why, you know, we choose our family sometimes. So, uh, where can everybody find you on your social media? Do you have a website for your comedy? All that jazz. Oh. Yeah, so I, I don't have a website for my comedy, but pretty much anything you need, guys, uh, you can find me on all social media. Um, on Facebook, just look up Derek Murray. On Instagram and Twitter, it's DROK Comedy. Uh, that's D-R-O-K Comedy. Um, and then any other content, find me on the Jack of All Nerds show. Um, everything is up there, all the different stuff that we have. Like we said before, I've got months worth of content on there that you guys can check out. So, yep. All right, man. It's a pleasure catching up with you. Man, uh, this is fun. It's it's weird not being in California anymore, but like I'm not gonna lie, uh, all the conventions in California being canceled kind of make me feel better about not being there. Yeah, you're not missing anything because nothing's happening. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, much love for you. Go follow Jack of All Nerds. Follow my boy Derek and all that he does. He's a funny man. He's a sweetheart with of a man with a big heart. And uh, I love you to death, brother. And we'll see you somewhere down the road. Love it, man.